think about the majority of religions out there, Mormons, Jehovah Witnesses, Muslims, a large majority of, of and I'll just name the three to be short, they all borrow from Christianity. Doesn't it make sense that if you want to manipulate the truth, you borrow a little bit from it, and that's what makes it a really good lie, and that way people believe it? Okay, so uh, you kind of answered my my question in your little intro there, but that's like, you know, why do you presuppose that God exists? But I guess, like on, like you were posing to me, on what grounds do you presuppose that God exists? Like, what is your evidence to suggest that God does exist? Like, as a presupposition. Sure. So, and I, and like you said, I kind of answered it a little bit in my, my intro, kind of, um, explain why it is that I take a more presuppositional approach, um, than that of an evidential approach. Um, and the reason for that is I find that it's very unfruitful when speaking to an atheist or speaking, speaking to somebody who, um, ultimately is not standing on God's word as their authority. Um, so here's the thing in, in an evolutionary worldview, um, I don't believe that they give sufficient reason to support their presuppositions. However, within my worldview, as I explained, the laws of logic, the laws of morality, okay, the law, the uniformity in nature, okay, those are abstract entities in which case can um, give us an understanding of God's nature. So they're invariant, meaning they never change. Okay, if you think about the um, thou shall not murder, it hasn't changed. And I, that's why I, I, I'm not necessarily offended, but it kind of annoys me when you say that the definition in Scripture has changed because it hasn't. And it shows that you have yet to do a full true study of Scripture to see that that is, in fact, not at all um, consistent with your worldview. And secondly, it's, it's invariant. It never changes. Secondly, it's invisible, in, mean, in which case it's not made of that of matter. Okay, so it, the laws of logic, the law of non-contradiction, the law of identity, thou shall not murder, thou shall not steal. It's invisible, it's abstract, okay? And also as well, it's universal, meaning it applies to everyone, in which case it's objective, the laws of morality are objective. So in my worldview, my presuppositions are able to give an account for an almighty God who created man in his image, and I can contest to that not only with reality, my reality in front of me with my five senses, okay, I can give an account for um, Jesus walking the earth. And I know your past videos, you say that he's a mythical creature. And again, that's to me, um, that just shows that you're, you're, you're absolutely being um, just speaking from your own bias. And, and I don't know that you truly looked at the evidence. The evidence is overwhelming of the existence of Jesus and him walking the earth physically. Um, and even Richard Dawkins and Aaron Raw would admit to you the identity and the existence of Jesus walking the earth. And so, you know, I, I think that a lot of atheists out there would disagree with you on that. Um, so my five senses can give an account through history and seeing, you, you know, um, whether the Grand Canyon or what have you, but also too, I can make sense of the world around me and life around me with the presuppositions that I, I hold to. They're consistent with God's nature. Him, he's invariant. He never changes. He's invisible. Um, and he's universal, it applies to everywhere um, at any one time. So in my worldview, I can give an account for those things, and that's why I presuppose that God exists. Now, I want to make something very clear to that question. 
um, in Romans chapter 1, verse 19, okay, it says that because that which is known about God is evident within them. Now, here's the thing. There is an absolute clear distinction between um, knowing of something and knowing them personally, okay? That's the difference in Christianity. God is a person, in which case I can know of Donald Trump. I can know of his policies. I can understand what he stands for. I, I can hear his speech. I can identify what he looks like. That's knowing of someone, okay? That's what scripture identifies that all of mankind know of God, whether they know God personally is something entirely different. So within my worldview, though, you'll find that to only truly know the the answers of life, you have to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And that makes sense within my worldview and my presuppositions. Okay. Um, how can you discern your God or this God that you presuppose uh, from like Allah, like the God of Islam? They're both Abrahamic. So, so are we going to, to question number three? Well, I, well, I guess it, it kind of ties into that, but I mean, it still applies to the presupposing that God exists. Like every bit of information that you laid out is completely man-made, is, is conceived by man. Uh, laws of logic were just ways that we came up with on how to describe a natural phenomena that happens. Uh, that and I, is still open. Like, like uh, I, I know later on you kind of asked me about uh, if I think the laws of nature can be violated, but uh, I mean, until uh, it, like they hold just because we've never observed them to act any kind of different way. Uh, so as soon as well, something well, is observed yeah. to be a different way, it changes. See, the laws of logic and all of that kind of stuff change with our own understanding of it. Okay, well, let me, and I don't, just so you're aware and the audience is aware, I don't feel like I've gotten a very clear answer. And I know you felt like you, you answered it sufficient to my first, to the first question, which is on what grounds and what point, you know, nowhere did you talk about the, the, you know, I try to hint to altruism and try to give you that benefit of the doubt and you didn't jump on that to support your reasoning. Um, So I still haven't got a clear reasoning behind why it is that something that's immaterial can create that of of abstract thought or something that is immaterial. I haven't got that answer from you. Um, But to answer your question. What's immaterial that creates abstract thought? You, you cut out completely right there. Can you repeat that? Uh, I said, what is immaterial that creates abstract thought? Immaterial. Laws of logic, the law of identity, that is completely immaterial. I can't go into my pantry and find laws of logic or find that of the law of identity. How did something immaterial get created from something that's pure chemical? How did something that is in the evolutionary genome how did it give birth to something that is abstract and something that's conceptualized? Now, I'm wondering if you if you really know how the brain works, because, I mean, I did answer these questions and I get that you're not satisfied with my answers. But like, like we're, we're humans, we have a higher functioning brain than other animals and species on the planet. And we but how? come up with these ideas. But how? At what point? Did that happen for you? For me, like, 
Uh, okay. Well, I mean, th- at this point, we're, we're, we're going around in circles on, on your first question, but I've already explained to you how it's a sociological thing. It was developed in societies, and it has to exist because uh, societies exist. Okay. Um, you're cutting out really bad, John, so I, I hopefully we can continue this conversation. Um, so... Again, though, if the, for the, the audience listening, if they could really just hear the question, if the law of morality was produced first, okay, and you didn't have the laws of logic, such as the law of identity, to say what murder is, one cannot survive without the other. If it was reversed, laws of logic and the law of identity was created first, then I would have no moral grounds to follow through. Now, I don't want to speak for you, but the majority of atheists out there believe that things happen over millions and trillions of years. So just like the termite who had a symbiotic creature can't live without the other, and there would be no reason for a social law to be adopted such as thou shalt not murder if they couldn't even make sense of what murder is. So that so I I was just stating that I didn't feel like I got an accurate um, answer to that question. But to answer your question, in regards to can you explain Christianity to be true apart from other religions? Like why not the spaghetti monster? Okay, and and I've heard people allude to that, and it just again shows that they are completely speaking from their own personal worldviews and bias, and so it just shows the the ignorance of their position when they make such claims. The reason that I subscribe to Christianity and not that of a Jehovah Witness, and here's what's fascinating, is if you want me to debate an atheist or debate a uh, Muslim, I would happily do so, and I have done so on a regular basis. I've had Jehovah Witnesses come into my home for a year at a time. I've had Mormons that I've spoken to. And it, the fundamental issue that those religions have is they are not consistent within themselves, in which case they light the match, it comes around, and it blows itself up. Within my worldview, I can give an account for such things. And not only can I give an account, but it's consistent. It's not self-contradictory. And I know you would disagree with that because you you clearly are, ripping, in my view, ripping Scripture out of context and you are reading into it what it doesn't say. But that's the first reason why I know Christianity to be true. The second reason, I want you to very just stand back for a moment, John, and be as, as open-minded as you can, okay? And I know you have your own presuppositions and your own worldview that you can account for, and I know you're responsible for how you defend atheists right now on the show, but I want you to really sit back, and I want you to think about this for a second. Think about the majority of religions out there, Mormons, Jehovah Witnesses, Muslims, a large majority of, of and I'll just name the three to be short, they all borrow from Christianity. Doesn't it make sense that if you want to manipulate the truth, you borrow a little bit from it, and that's what makes it a really good lie, and that way people believe it? So same, the thing of it is— Same thing about Christianity. <laughs> okay, well, you know, I don't see how you can make that claim. But, you know, there's, there's something to be said about that. But to answer your question, question number three— um, and I want to get to question number two because I feel like it's really important. And then I would like to be able to have my questions answered if that's okay. Um, question number three, how do I know Christianity to be true? Because, again, you ask, you know, whether it's a Mormon or a Jehovah Witness, okay, to give an account for their faith. And they're going to tell you that it's because of their pope or because of Catholics, because of the pope or because of their elders 
as I prayed and I had a feeling and I knew that this religion was true. I don't make such claims. I believe in absolute truths because they're absolute truths. Because if I were to ask you, do you believe in absolute truth? You mind if you answer that for me? Uh, well, yes, I would say that I believe in absolute truth, but the truth as we know it uh, can only extend so far. So I believe in an overarching truth, but then there's also another truth that is of our own understanding. Okay, well, had you said no, I would have asked you, are you absolutely certain of that? Because you just made a truth claim and you just borrowed from my worldview. That's the reason why I know Christianity to be true, because every religion out there borrows from my worldview. And so, and I've debated atheists, I've debated Jehovah Witnesses, I've debated Mormons, I've debated Muslims. And and quite frankly, when you do an internal critique of that religion, it can't stand on its own grounds. That's the difference between my religion and my faith and how I know Christianity to be true and other religions to be false. But now, going back to the spaghetti monster, because I alluded to that. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you saying everything borrows from Christianity... It's not exactly true, though. Like, these moral laws that you talk about, don't murder, don't steal. I mean, the law, the, the Code of Hammurabi was uh, was way before Christianity. Uh, Judaism, that's way before Christianity. Uh, if if <laughs> you, you, Christianity legit steals from Judaism as well as other cultures around the area. Right. Well, I believe in Judaism. That's what I meant when I Christianity. So I, I appreciate you correcting me there. When I say Christianity, I speak for that of all uh, sola scriptura, in which case from Genesis to Revelation. So, well, well, um, and it, it, does that include Maccabees? I feel like we're getting off topic. If you want to talk about Maccabees and Enoch and, and the Jubilees and the Book of Abraham and you want to go there, I think that should be for another time. No, no, no. But, I mean, you're, you're saying that you speak for, you know, Genesis to Revelation, but, you know, the books of the Bible have changed throughout time. Uh, you know, like the Catholic Bible has Maccabees worked in. King James Version, though, doesn't have Maccabees. Um, so, I mean, you say, you say that you, you speak for, for that whole thing, but I mean, even, even then it has different teachings in it, depending on what Bible you use. Um, you got to wonder exactly what is the correct word of God and why he would make it so confusing. Well, I don't, I, I understand that it's confusing to you, John, but I think that if you ask the majority of Christians out there, I think they would be able to answer you, um, you know, very uh, without without equivocation to say that they know that this is the ultimate authority of God because we've given it um, time. I, I really want to move past this because I want to go into our questions because I feel like we're off topic. And, you know, I'm sure your viewers will see that as me just avoiding well, the questions, but I see a topic. Well, well, but I mean, you're saying these things and you're expecting me to just let them go. Like everything borrows from Christianity. Christianity stole well, from a whole lot of things in the past and in the culture around them. And then through the Middle Ages, which was a giant Christian filter, it made it seem like like Christianity was the end-all, be-all of religions. It, it favored Christianity in the history records that we kept. And and so, I mean, I mean it, it's... It's pretty obvious that if you took an objective look at how the Bible was developed, how Christianity developed over time, you would see that they pulled from cultural norms that were around the Mediterranean as well as the Jewish uh, people 
they, they, they stole that stuff from them to create the religion of Christianity. Uh, well, first off, the, the religion of Christianity was never created, and, and you know, in, in the way that you're you're understanding it to be. Um, and secondly, um, I, really, John, I think we should move on because I, I, I'd love to come back on your show again and we can tackle these issues. But I want to stay on morality because um, I, I feel more than, than anything, um, I feel like that is going to help better um, portray what it is that I'm trying to, to portray. So. Um, can I, do you mind if I ask my second question since we've knocked out three of yours? Well, yeah, and that wasn't on purpose. That was that, that was kind of a, a, a co, uh, you know, a consequent of, of, you know, the things we were discussing. Um, uh, as far as this section goes, if, if you guys want to comment down below with anything that either of us have missed in either one of our stuff, please do that. We would love to see those conversations. 